Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two absolutely stunning co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And on my left, with his Detroit Lions socks, Detroit Lions t-shirt, and most likely a Detroit Lions G-string thong, it is Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. I adore. And behind the computer making a sound just gorgeous is the boy wonder, Behal. Zimbop adu. Zimbop's all around. All right, here we go. We have a hot show for you guys today. But first, big day. Big day in the city of Detroit. The Lions, as always, moving forward down the field, will be featured on this year's drum roll. Hard Knocks. The hit HBO show Hard Knocks is going to focus in on the Detroit Lions and their preseason process airing on August 9th and following every Tuesday until the regular season begins. I can only imagine now the Dan Campbell quotes that are going to come from that. I'm sure there'll be plenty of knee biting and God knows what else going on there. So many memes. There's gonna, it's going to be so meme many. central. I think it's going to be great to get a look into how this organization is being run now. Get a little behind-the-scenes look. Obviously, they're not going to have everything out there, but I think it'll be awesome to see what's really going on behind the scenes and how all of those guys are getting along together, where the rapport's at. Um, what do you think? Listen, I think it's cool. I really do. I think it's about time that a smaller mm-hmm. market team like Detroit has something like this. Well, yeah, because last year I, was Dallas, know, and the year before well, that yeah, was the Raiders making the their Raiders, move. Raiders, Dallas, uh, the Rams. I, I mean, yeah. it's about time they had a team that was a real shit show do it. How do you I feel? Mean, <laughs> uh, it's exciting. It is absolutely exciting. It's exciting for the city. It's exciting for the fans. I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, behind the scenes – of what's going on, you know, Sheila Hamp, I mean, got to give it me? to her. Who? Sheila Hamp Ford. Oh, God. You got to give it to her. You got to give it to her. I mean, it's exciting, dude. It's it's about time. Like you said, it's about fucking time. They're going to have the draft here in 24. That's what I, I want to see. Both of them. I can't wait. I am so day. fired up right now. The other big news of the day, Detroit oh, won their bid over Green it. Bay. Love it. To host the 2024 NFL draft. Love so, it. Eat we will shit, be Green there Bay. every day. Oh, yeah. Eat we will shit, be there Aaron. every day. Oh, could you imagine? It's going to be a party just We will for be that. live like, from that. Yeah, I feel Why? like we've been deprived as sports fans of anything like of relevance I, for so I long. I wanted to go to the draft. So many times, and it ne- we were going to go to Chicago. Remember, yeah, the weather was shitty, and it just didn't work out for us. Right, I'm just so glad that it's coming here. Oh yeah, every day we will I'll have be down my lions there. underwear on for that one. Yeah, two years from now, so stay tuned for that. If I'm still alive, we'll go. That's it. <laughs> we'll roll you down there. Yeah, we'll, have we'll get you there. We'll get you there one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we have a great show for you guys today. Uh, our resident draft guru, Uncle Sam, is going to give us his 32-pick 
full first round mock draft. Now, there has been more, I would say, parody with this year's draft than I've ever remember being in the past because you don't have like for sure, like there isn't four teams at the top in the top ten that need a quarterback, right? There isn't four quarterbacks that could all go in the top ten. There's a lot of parody this year. And if you go online and search, you know, NFL mock drafts, out of the top ten, you could find ten completely different things for your team. Like, your team could be getting 10 completely different players. So, we're going to give you our breakdown, and I think the perfect person to do this is Uncle Sam. Complete unbiased reporting, and as you know, he is the NFL rain man here. Uh, He could tell you anything from any draft pretty much ever, so he has done extensive research, and the doctor is in. Here we go. So, with the first pick... In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan. The hometown kid goes to Jacksonville. Let's well, hear it. Here, here's the thing. Of course, there was a scumbag running that team, so you have to turn it around. You need high-character guys, and I don't think there's anybody with a high character like Aiden Hutchinson in this draft. Son of a NFL Hall of Famer, basically. And uh, what are you going to do? You got to take the kid. Clean cut. He doesn't get in trouble. There's no lack of effort out of him. He, he's, a, he's a motor guy, constant motor. It's, it's, it's the smart pick. It's the safe pick for them. I would have to agree with you. I think there's no question on Aiden Hutchinson's character, there's no questions on his motor. There's no questions on his dedication to the game. Correct. Obviously, he's the son of a Hall of Famer. So he knows what's expected out of him going exactly. to the next it's not, level. It's not like this kid doesn't know what's coming toward him. He knows. And I'm sure he was being groomed for it, too, as a kid. So, so I think good, good for him. Good for him. It's going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, good yeah. for him. It's crazy how much his draft stock rose. After that Ohio State yeah, game, truly. One game. And you know what? Something, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the NFL nowadays. One game in college can well, solidify where you're going. a good season go- in college, a good season, and you can be your first overall pick. Right. I mean, that's the way it's set up now. Outside of Ohio State, when they were in the college football playoff, he was kind of quiet. <laughs> it wasn't kind of quiet. He kind of just Dead silent. I mean, so, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see how that pick pans out for them. I think that's going to happen there. A lot of people agree with you, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how he pans out in Jacksonville. I think it'll be a very safe, solid pick for them. Number two, our hometown Detroit football Lions on the clock. All right. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I I believe I believe – it was going to be Trayvon Walker at this spot. So that changed. I truly believe that. Uh, for some reason, everybody's enamored with this guy. I, I don't know what it is. If it was the pro day, I don't know what it was. But this guy has jumped from mid-round up to a second overall pick. So this one was interesting to me because I've seen him go anywhere from 2 to like 20. 15. 
Yeah, yeah. like twenty. I, he's I, all over yeah. the board. He's all over the board. Uh, as far as the Lions go, I I don't know. A lot of people have him go. A lot of these experts have this guy going with the second overall pick. I don't know. I personally think finding out that Detroit is now going to be on hard knocks and and hosting a draft in twenty four. I something's telling me they're going to go sexy. They're going to go sexy and they're going to take Malik Ooh, Willis at two. So your pick- something's Ooh, telling baby. me that wow that they're going to take him at two. Big if true. I I just I think kind of playing itself out in front of us. You need some kind of controversy, and I don't think Trayvon Walker is controversy. I really don't. No, I I don't think him coming to a a club that is a, a mess is is that as I far as don't see it as far as production value goes for hard knocks bringing Malik Willis in here having a quarterback competition between Jared Goff who essentially is in his last year of relevancy Correct. if he can't get it done and bringing in this rookie to fight it out is that sells best. tickets. Yeah, it's going to sell tickets. Uh, I mean, it will sell let's tickets. Let's not sugarcoat it. People will we kind of know what it is. But I, I just I, I like Trayvon Walker. I would say take Trayvon Walker personally, but I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to go Malik Willis. Well, this is the thing. The only reason why I disagree with you, because as soon as I saw the hard knock thing come out today, I thought the same thing. They're gonna do they're gonna do something sexy here. Everybody will want to see what this kid's made of on their screen at home. Listen, they it, have you've seen his pro day. The guy's got a cannon oh, for I mean, an he's arm. Just, he he's gonna come missiles. in here and, and and battle it out with Goff. Is he gonna win the starting job? Probably not. Not Probably off the rip. Not. No. But if he can rip the ball like that, him. But if he can exactly, DJ, dude. This sick. this kid was throwing it in the air, eighty yards in the air. It's oh yeah, stupid, dude. He's got a rock, cannon for an arm. And what better way to get a fan base that is so sick of losing for the past 45 years than to draft a guy that just it's Oh, it'd be the most exciting mark. thing they could electric. do. Yeah. That's why a few electric. years ago I was begging for them to take Tua. Thank God they didn't. But Thank I just God. wanted to see something sexy. Like, I want to see the Lions finally do I think something they're gonna sexy. Do I really think they're going to do that. I would agree they, with you. They have They have three picks in the first. 34 picks. Right. So I, if you're going to blow a pick, blow that first one. Now, I would agree with you. The only thing is you have so much money tied up in golf. I think they're going to play it out. tied up into this kid. What? There's no money I, tied up. I know that, but it just doesn't make sense to pay golf $33 million when you know halfway through the year he's going to be out. Because well, he's they, not going to be. I, I don't think. I don't see him being out that fast. I don't. This kid's got a. A lot of learning to do, and I don't see that. I could see him sitting just about the entire year behind this guy. Well, maybe. Depending yeah, on you gotta how get they do, depending if they struggle like they did last year and they lose their first seven games, <laughs> that kid's in. Right. Guaranteed. And that's what I'm saying. Guaranteed. And I don't know if you want to take him there, throw him into a situation where he's playing on a two-and-seven football team with Jared Goff as his mentor. Yeah. I, I get it for the production value, but as a franchise, I don't think it's the right move. I'd okay. be much happier with Trayvon okay, Walker there. Let's, let's say this then. My first instinct is Trayvon Walker. Well, then let's go with your let's, first instinct. Let's go with Trayvon Walker. Right. 
So we have Hutchinson one, Trayvon Walker two, and with the I'm third, just giving you a scenario. Oh, I know. That I think could play itself Personally, out. if we're talking. Wouldn't surprise me. If we're talking scenarios, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they trade out of the two spot, drop down, let one of the other teams get the guy they want there, right. and just accumulate picks. I'd be gr- I'd be so happy with that. Yeah. Uh, but I think for purposes of a mock draft without throwing trading picks around, I think right. Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker being the one-two punch, you can't beat it. Well, you're going to go a third punch, too. With the third pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon. He is the most talented defensive end in the draft, bar none. Houston has to do something. They've got so many holes. You can't pass up on his talent. This is a guy who should be your first overall pick, but because of his, as they say, lack of Lack of commitment, Showing lack of... A lack of commitment, lack of... I, I don't know. I haven't seen none of that in his game. Every tape I've watched, he's explosive. He's dominant when he wants to be. Is he Miles Garrett? No, but he's a steppy just right behind him. Okay, And so I would take that all, all every day of the week. Thibodeau interests me because I think ceiling-wise, he realistically could be Miles Garrett. I agree. The problem is with him is even though his ceiling could be Miles Garrett, his floor is Jadavian Clowney. Correct. Correct. So, well, here's the thing. I I don't think he's Jadavian Clowney because I'm going to tell you like this. Clowney coming out wasn't a, a off-the-edge uh, dominant pass rusher where this kid is. I'm using Clowney as more of a character comp. Correct. Than well, I am. Clowney a didn't playing. have a character issue. Clowney had a knee issue coming in to, in to the league. He had a real bad knee. Barely made it. He barely made it. He had to rehab for shit a whole year. As far as dedication to the game goes, that's what everyone's questioning with Thibodeau. And I I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I don't think that's going to even be a problem with him. I really don't. I, I think I if anything, I'm sure he's happy that he's sliding instead of going high, to be honest with you. True. He's gonna go to a better situation. Yeah. You know. You, so sliding to three from one, I know it's not a big jump, but I, I think uh in the long run it'll pay itself off for him. I, I would agree. Yeah. So the first of two top ten picks with the fourth pick, the New York Jets select. You know, I, I'm thinking about this right now and thinking and thinking. I don't know, man. Sauce Gardner, dude. I love this guy. I really do. I really do. You think they're going to take a I, I that really guy? do. I really do. They need help in their secondary so bad. Listen, I've been looking at it. It's either Kyle Hamilton or him. Well, they did sign DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead, so they got some secondary help. Granted, their secondary yeah, was but- absolutely atrocious. That what White hat is a safety, right? Okay, and I think Reed is too. More a safety than he is a corner. Uh, this guy is a true cover corner. He's the only guy in this draft that is a true cover corner. You know how I feel about taking secondary. I time. I don't like it either, but I just I think this kid. It's, it's a pick that I think they would make. Ceiling that. is is huge. I'm telling you. Well, you know who else went fourth overall? Yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Well. That's why I'm saying it. Prime and sauce. 
prime sauce. Okay, so you think his ceiling is? I, I that think high? he's that think... good. I think he's that good. Unlike Jeff Akuda, this this <laughs> this kid is for real. This kid's for real. I I watch tape on him. There's no weak spot. He could he could play bump and run. He could play zone. He he just he's a ball hawk. And I well rounded, like very from the corner position. For very sure. very. I think good. he fits into that defense well too, because you know, uh, who's the coach there? Uh, Roberts Roberts Sala. Ro- yeah, Roberts yeah. Sala. Sala. He's Robert, Robert Sala. He'll love this kid. He'll yeah. I'm he fits you, in with that. He's defense a defensive pretty coach. Well. And this is what I I was gonna give them a lineman there, but I I don't. They had a lot of injuries. Well, last they're picking year. again at ten too. So right. I mean, they can get go their, best of it. They can get there. a good lineman. Believe me, there's a lot of good linemen in this draft. Right. So, staying in the same stadium, with the fifth overall pick, the New York Giants select Evan Neal. Ooh, tackle. Alabama. So there's a lot of spec about him possibly going first overall. Well, here's the thing. Till they bolstered up their line, I thought that too. Yeah. And, and they really didn't need to do that mm-hmm. right now at this point. Well, the Giants. I personally would have done that if I was Jacksonville. To, you got to keep this guy upright. That guy was running for his life the whole year last year. Yeah, but I mean, I mean so is Daniel Jones. Uh, you have a yeah, running back who. Yeah. Daniel Jones, it's it's like this. They're they're getting ready to do a fifth year option on this guy, possibly. So you better keep this guy upright. Right. They cannot have him running for his life like he was last year. Now how and you, getting hurt. How do you feel about Evan Neal as a run blocker? Because I mean you I have mean, to Evan give Neal, Saquon Barkley Evan, all the help like, you can. It's like this here. Evan Neal is so big that you know what? Guys gotta run around him. They're not going to run through them. They got to go around them. Okay. So it is what it is. I mean, I don't think there's a guy who's more versatile because he can play the right or left side. That's the difference between him and the rest of these guys in the draft is he started at both positions. So that's why I put him at the Giants at five. So with the sixth pick, the Carolina Panthers select Iki Awanu. Another offensive Tackle. lineman off the board. NC State. Now, a lot of people think he is actually the best offensive lineman in this draft, but you have yes. him going behind Evan Neal. Well, he, I, I explained why. Because this way, the Giants have the opportunity to shift him whatever side they need. They're not going to be able to do that with Icky. Icky's a left tackle. That's it. Do you think he's the best lineman in this draft? Yes. You do? Yes. Well, his run blocking is... To another level. Well, again, I mean, if you if, you're gonna, if you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey, right. you got to keep this guy up. You got to so keep. Him. I, I got to protect his. I don't have any problem with that. And whatsoever. with the quarterback situation in Carolina, you need to get Sam Donald all the protection that you can. Absolutely. To try and get him to be somewhat effective. Yes. Uh, I think that offensive lineman for both of those teams would be. A oh, good. I I do too. I do too, and I think they they need that. They need it. They're going to be successful. They got to be able to run the football over there. And right. that's their game. Yeah. Because that that's that's what's going to help Darnold. You got to take pressure off of Sam Darnold. If you're yeah, depending on Sam Darnold. They became to... one-dimensional last year when 
When, as soon as McCaffrey went down, they were one-dimensional and they were done. Yeah, and they got They jumped. were done. And if you remember, they didn't have a terrible start to the year when no, McCaffrey was healthy. They, they won their first seven games. Right. Right. Until Darnold went down. Darnold and, and McCaffrey down, both. it was over. Yeah, it was done. It was over. It was done. So a quick turnaround here for the New York football giants. They're back on the clock with the seventh pick, and they are selecting. Now, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, and uh, they need help on both sides of the ball right. so bad. They already took offensive line. So. Right. So I I think the Giants, they, they need a sexy pick here. And Jermaine Johnson absolutely smashed the, the senior bowl and has really proven himself worthy of a high pick. Now – him going at seven would would probably be the right spot for him. You think so? You think I, I that do? Talented? I do think so. I think he dominated. He opened a lot of eyes up. Now this is what happens when you got a kid that transfers from one school to another because he doesn't have, he can't crack a starting lineup. Well, yeah, and that's, at Georgia, that's, wasn't he? He was originally at Georgia. And as we know. And we all know how good Georgia yeah. is. Their defensive how line. how good Trayvon Walker Their entire is. defensive line is going right. in this draft they're, extremely they're, high. Their front seven's just about going in this draft. Their whole front seven. So I, I got the, the Giants taking him at seven. I think he's he's what they need. They got that young kid on one side, that Aziz Aguilari. Yep. That kid. And I think him playing opposite him will help them immensely. Their secondary is awful, and I was going to have him go secondary here, but I just figured, you know what? Fix that front end, the back end, fix it. Absolutely. I think that's. And I, and I think that's a lot reason why Detroit went with Trayvon Walker. I, I still think that, too. Yeah, and I think that if the rest of the teams in the NFL went with that philosophy, Correct. they'd be better off. I mean, the Jets this year could have a really scary defense because yeah. they've solidified their front seven pretty well, and yeah. now they're going to work out on DBs, and that's why I think they did what they did in free agency. Uh, a team that is in complete disarray picking in the eight hole, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons select – Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. There it is. I, I really think they can't pass up Willis. If Detroit decides not to take him, I see him going. Well, I see him going here. This is an interesting one to me because the Falcons need literally everything. Um, well, Marcus Mariota, they signed him. Marcus Mariota is he's a good backup. He's a good backup, exactly. Correct. And guess what? You're going to bring this kid in. He's probably going to start the year. They'll sit this kid behind him. And if they struggle, which I'm sure they're going to, <laughs> you'll see Willis come in in about week seven Now and go the rest of the year. The big problem I see with this pick is, yes, you take Malik Willis and you get your quarterback situation figured out, but who does Malik Willis have to throw the ball to? Calvin well, Ridley? I, I mean, they have th – this this draft is very deep in receiver. Agree. So I wouldn't worry about that. By the time they come up again, there'll be a receiver for them to – there for them to grab. Well, I mean, yeah, because you're without Calvin Ridley. Correct. You Russell Gage has left the building. And well, we'll see what happens. I just, I just don't think they could pass upon a quarterback here. I really don't. It's time to start. They're rebuilding. they're gonna they gotta re they're they're in full rebuild Absolutely. right now, 
right now. And what better, what better way? Think about it. Back when Atlanta was relevant, and I remember they were losing games, and then all of a sudden they drafted a kid named Michael Vick uh, <laughs> out of Virginia Tech, and the rest is history. Yeah, a few dog fighting things later, and and you know, <laughs> it, it, you know what you need. It's the ATL. They need some excitement. Uh, they know they're in full rebuild. There, they're they're proud of their team. Yeah, they're they're they got a great fan base there, and and they need. This is a sexy pick for them. That is a sexy pick for them. It is. I remember we used to bark. The entire stadium used to bark at Mike Vick when he would come play in Detroit. It was awesome. Another team in a full. Where were we? Another team <laughs> Just in. Saying, man, I gotta say something. In full rebuild. <laughs> Another mode? team in full rebuild mode. Picking at nine is the scumbag led Seattle Seahawks oh, and Pete Christ. Carroll. I hate Pete Carroll so bad. Okay, at number nine, the scumbag chooses Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Why? Why? Well, here's here's whoever's going to be playing quarterback there. Their offensive line is atrocious. They need to rebolster that line. Over. Okay, realistically and hypothetically, do you see Seattle moving up in this draft to try and steal Malik Willis? Possible, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think the scumbags got it in them anymore. <laughs> you don't in think? Fact, yeah, they need to dump him. I don't, I don't even know why. Listen, the GM's going to do what he has to do. They need Lyman bad over there. Yeah, and I love Charles you Cross. Know. I think I do too. I think he's Ngannou, really good. It, you know what? I it, he kind of flew under the radar. The top three guys, yeah, top three guys are all interchangeable. They're I they're all interchangeable. Yeah, I, I don't think it really matters. You know that they're there. I, I like really this don't. pick. He's an SEC guy. Uh, oh, he's played against top the best talent that there yes. is, and and you know a lot of people don't know, but. This is a very tough team to go play at. I don't know if you've ever seen Mississippi State games, and these guys got these cowbells, dude. It is literally just the most irritating thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just it's unbelievable. Watch a game, and you'll like see what fans? I'm talking about, dude. Huh? You're talking about, like, the fans with it's, cowbells? They ring these cowbells, dude. It's the most irritating fucking oh, sound yeah, I know ever. what you're talking about. Yeah, what's they, worse? They used to do it at De La Salle, just one person, and it was annoying. So, anyway, I, yeah, I could you imagine a whole stadium? Yeah, that, that's yeah. Awesome. eighty thousand yeah. people uh, banging their exactly. bells. Exactly. Uh, I like this pick here. Uh, now, Seattle needs everything. That's the thing. So, yeah. don't be Where shocked do if they go somebody off? else. Well, but, I, I mean, they could go D line. Yeah, I see them going O line. I do too. You got to protect whoever's there. Who's there again? Oh, Drew Lock. Drew, Drew Lock. Lock. Drew Lock. I don't think Drew Lock's going to be the starter there, but. I, I don't know about that. Do you think know. the scumbag is going to rely on Drew Locke? He might. He might. He might. With their second pick of the top ten, the New York Jets select. I, You know, I've been thinking about this and thinking about this and thinking about this. Well, let's break it down. They don't need quarterback. <coughs> Garrett and they Wilson. already took secondary. So, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. I like this pick. I do, too. You want to know why? This, this kid is clearly the best receiver in the class. Clearly. Well, and Jamison. Not biggest upside. Jamison Crowder's gone. Correct. You have Braxton Berrios and uh, not much else. They were else. in the Tariq Hill sweepstakes and couldn't pull it out. Well, yeah, why the so fuck they would need you want to go there? Yeah. comparable to Hill and Garrett Wilson's that guy. 
you need a weapon. They need a weapon for for uh, Zach Wilson, and and this kid's probably the best thing you can give him. You like him at that pick better than Drake London? Yes, because I think he's a better receiver than Drake London. Overall, pure receiver, you pure give receiver. Garrett Wilson the eye. He's the guy most NFL ready. Okay. This this guy, it, it would not shock me if he had over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. I'd have to agree with you there. I, I think it would not shock what he did at Ohio State was extremely impressive. and Both of them guys are. Oh, yeah. Olive and, and him. That, Olive? You mean Olive? Olive, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think both Olive. of them are good. I really do. Yeah. The Jets come out of the top 10 with the best available Sauce DB and the best available receiver. Yes. That's instant impact right there. Instant impact. Instant impact. At 11, the Carson Wentz-led Washington <laughs> Commanders. God damn it. Select. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to do this. I, I really think that uh, they're going to take Drake London. You do. USC. Wow. Yep. Now – do you think he plays a good complimentary to Terry McLaurin? I, you know, I think it's, I think he will. I, I'm not going to lie to you. That pick, I love it because if you look at that Washington they, offense. They need to do something to stay up with these other guys in the division. They, that makes them look, I mean, you have McLaurin and Drake London and you have one of my favorite young running backs, Antonio yep. Gibson, like. Yeah. Give Carson I mean, that's, Wentz every that's, weapon. You got to give this guy weapons. Listen to me. Wentz is serviceable when he has weapons. Right. When he doesn't have weapons, he becomes one dimensional. You know, Drake London's another one of those guys that I've seen go anywhere from yeah, I know, two right? to 20. So, I just, you, you, but know, you what? know what? Here's the thing I, I think he's a really good, he's a really decent receiver. The problem is to me, he doesn't get separation like these other guys do. Well, he's and so big, dude. He's big, I yeah. get it. But you know what? He's a basketball player. We're not we're not over here for a jump ball. I, I mean, you, you got to get Well, separation. with Carson and Wentz, had, you might be NFL, in there for a jump ball. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> but, you know, in the NFL, you you better be good enough to get separation or you're you're going to you're done. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, your DBs now are running 4340s. So, oh yeah, you got to I mean, got to be able to turn the burners on. I mean, and if yeah, Sauce Gardner ran like a four three one. Yeah, ridiculous. You know, like that. I mean, come on, man. If you're that big, if you're as big as Drake London, you'll find success because you'll be able to uh, manhandle and well, out jump I mean, everybody I, else. Your smaller corners, yeah, yeah. You know, Sauce Gardner's not a small guy. No, 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 no. no. You I know, and I'm gonna tell you what. There's a lot of corners in this draft that that we're not gonna talk about today. But uh, the Wooling kid from University of uh, San Antonio, Texas, he's a 6'4 corner. You're, you're going to start seeing corners come out now. These big, rangy, long corners is going to be a wave of the future. Well, yeah, I mean. Telling you. You can't put a, a 5'11 corner Correct. on a tight end and expect no, it to I, work. No, I, I totally agree You know what I mean? That. Drake totally London agree. is essentially a tight end playing wide receiver. Yeah, and here's – yeah. The NFL is constantly adapting, yes. and as more of these guys come out, you're just going to have corners adapt to oh, being able to play both the speed burner, Tariq Hill, and a giant bastard in Mike Evans. Like You have to be able to do both to Correct. be successful. Going to the NFC North again, the Minnesota Vikings, another team that I think needs quite a bit, select. 
Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. So I I think this is where Hamilton goes. A lot of people had had him going at two. A lot of people, yeah, he's another one. Uh, Anywhere from no, two to twenty. No, no. You know what I, I mean? I mean, here's the thing. He ran a slow 40. And yeah. once you do that at the combine, you're gonna watch yourself plummet. Right. I mean, that's basically what it is. That's that's what happens. He ran a slow 40. The tape doesn't say he's slow. He's no. very rangy. No. Uh, he's really good. And I think at this spot, I don't think Minnesota can pass it up. Minnesota's aging a lot faster well, I, I, than everybody thinks. They have a starting I mean, safety that's been in this league for like 16 years. Harrison Smith can Harrison be somebody's Smith grandfather never, at this point. N- never gets old. He doesn't. But, but I, I mean, he, he is going to come a time where he's going to become a liability. But I think if you team this kid up with Harrison Smith, you could have something special. Because he could learn from Smith. Well, yeah, I mean, Harrison Smith's going to be 34 years old at the start of the season. Right. For a safety, you're getting up there in the years. And, I mean, their whole defense. No, I, I agree. Their I whole agree. defense. Everson Griffin is no spring chicken. Uh, Anthony right. Barr is no spring chicken. Like, they need to get some young defensive people in there. Yes, to, they do. To, they do. To build that thing upright. Um. Now you don't think Minnesota goes offense there? I mean, you know, Adam Thielen's th- another one. I was thinking one. about it, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Why would they? I uh, they have Justin their, Jefferson their and Dalvin is Cook. Be, yeah, is their Achilles heel right? Yeah, now. you're right. These guys are all getting long in a the tooth there on their defense, and, and they got to do something. Their secondary was awful last year. See, Minnesota is just everything about them's average. Like they're always they're always an eight nine win team. You know, if they make the playoffs, they usually get booted in the first round. They're just average. Yeah. Like, they're just well, so I middle mean, of the it road. Is, it is what it is. I mean, they are what they are. I, yeah. It's that simple. You know, something nobody talks about with Minnesota, and I don't know why. So, yeah, they re-signed Kirk Cousins on a one-year deal. But how long are you just going to continue to let this guy well, get paid top-tier money I, and I underperform every year? They were going to go quarterback. Nobody's I, talking I, I about that, that. And, and I was thinking about it, and I, I was thinking about Pickett going here, and, and I just don't. I think they need too much help on the defensive side of the ball right? To, to risk that right now. But, I mean, there's never any even conversation about it. I know. And every year well, they pay you, Kirk you know Cousins Kirk top Cousin five money. Kirk has already proven that he does not care. He's been franchised more than any quarterback I can remember. I mean, I mean, year after year. Think about that. The Redskins franchised him twice. Yeah. And now, basically, they signed this guy to a one-year deal other than franchising him. Right. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Houston turning around and making their second pick here at number 13. Here's Alex. Here, Trent McDuffie cornerback Washington. Wow. They they need they've already drafted Thibodeau. Yep. And now you're going to come back and you're going to solidify that back end. The back end was atrocious for them. They played better at the end of the year. They beat some good teams at the end of the year to to get to their fourth win, right. or third win, whatever they had. And and they they proved they could play with anybody. They were tough down the stretch. They lost some tough games down the stretch. No, they played it hard. You could tell that they yes. they weren't going down without a fight. Oh, no. No, no, no. Now, the only thing that worries me about McDuffie is he's only 5'10". 
And I, only I wouldn't worry about that. Pounds. Yeah, they, he he can run. He can run like a deer. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. if you look at his tape, yes, the guy's the real his tape deal. Tape says everything. Now Washington had one of the better defenses in the country. Yeah. So you're you're not going to make that team being a fraud. Average. You're not. Yeah, you're, you're not going to. It's not going to happen. So that means Houston, out of their first two picks, ends up with Kayvon Thibodeau and McDuffie. Correct. That's not a bad day at the office. No, not at, not all. at all. You solidified your defense there. You got two starters, right, on your defense. All you out of the rip. You can't, yeah. you can't deny that. So picking at number fourteen is a team that I thought was going to have an absolute great year last year. I thought they'd be in the Super Bowl conversation, and, and injuries absolutely dismantled injuries, them. Corona, everything else just depleted them. And I think they're going to be the most improved team this year. At 14, the Baltimore Ravens select. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, Georgia. Wow. Here's the thing. And John Harbaugh is no idiot. He has to bolster that defensive line. He's going to a defense that's already good. Yeah. And they're just going to be better. And they're just going to be dominant. Well, the Ravens. they have to do something in that division. To keep up with everybody else. Yeah. They, what better they, way to bolster their defense? They do. I mean, if you're going to compete with Cincinnati, correct. The best way to go at them is to repeatedly get to Joe Burrow. Absolutely. You know. And and where does where does Burrow struggle with the with the uh, pressure on him? Right up the gut. And most quarterbacks do. Most quarterbacks can't handle pressure coming from right in front of them. Well, yeah, I don't think they need to go offensive line. No. Uh, offensively, they have pretty good weapons. Their secondary, I mean, they have three extremely elite players in their secondary. Correct. What better What better way to get them to yeah. play than better than to fix it that just front. put a giant. That, that front is just going to be Big grand piano in the middle of that disgusting. offensive line. The front yeah. will be disgusting. Yep. So now – the Philadelphia Eagles have the very rare and incredible opportunity of having three picks in the top 20 of this year's draft and picking back-to-back at 15 and 16. So we're going to break this down one by one. At 15, the Philadelphia Eagles take... Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. Now, they already have a young, a decent young linebacker back in core. Devin Lloyd could play either inside or outside. He's the best linebacker in the draft because he's versatile. Now, so I just don't think they can pass up a guy with his talent at that spot. I think they need to go linebacker there. If absolutely, absolutely they do. If you think, I mean, they got it. some decent young guys, but they're not game changers. They're not game changers. Devin Lloyd. Adding Devin Lloyd to that linebacking core that's there now makes these guys game changers right away. Now, Philadelphia was a playoff team last year. Obviously, they went down to Tampa and got slapped early on. Correct. But I think the Eagles, more so than the rest of these teams kind of in the middle of the pack, have a very good roster. And I think the players that they have on said roster are going to take big jumps going into next year already. I think Correct. Jalen Hurts is going to have another year under his belt and be improved. I think his rapport with Devonta Smith will continue to improve. Yes. And now you are adding three pretty much off-the-rip guaranteed starters 
out of the top 20 guys available in this draft. I love the Devin Lloyd pick there. And it gives you a little bit of breathing room to let him acclimate. Because like you said, they do have a few good young guys there. They don't have to throw him out as a week one starter. And if they decide to, I think he'll still be successful. Yeah. So picking linebacker at 15, turning around at 16, and picking... Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. More defense. Here's the thing. They have Fletcher Cox. Correct. He just signed a deal. Fletcher Cox is getting older. Fletcher Cox old as shit. Javon Hargrave, who they got from the Steelers... Is getting old. He's getting older. They got to have somebody to give these guys a breather. You can actually rotate these guys in and out to keep them fresh. Smart thing. Very smart thing. I'm telling you right now, the Eagles will win their division this year. I mean, and I, and I have no doubt ha- in my mind about All they got to do is beat the Cowboys. Yeah, well. It's a dumpster Giants, fight. Cowboys. Uh, this Devontae Wyatt pick? Yes. Okay, I don't even know how many defensive linemen are already off the board from Georgia in 16 picks. Well, that's three. This is the second one off. Yeah. Well, defensive lineman. Yeah. Well, actually, the third. Third. I'm sorry. It's third. Yeah. Walker, too. Um, This guy put on a show at the combine. Well, Devontae Wyatt, here, I'm going to tell you like this. The only reason why Jordan Davis went in front of him is because he's a true nose tackle. Now, John Harbaugh needed a true nose tackle for that defense. That's why. Off of uh, purely based off of skill, take size. Everything else out of it. He's more explosive than Jordan Davis. You like Devontae Wyatt as I, a player better? Yeah, well, I, he's a three. He's a three, and he'll fit really good in that defense over there in Philly. It's scheme. It's all about scheme. Right. And 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 that's what the NFL is. It's all about schemes, offensively, defensively. He just fits there. He's going to be the guy to get these other guys – a breather, and you're not losing. You're not skipping a beat. You're not maybe. losing yeah. anything. If anything, you got more youth, more stamina, more push, and it's a good thing, not a bad thing. So between Devin Lloyd and Devontae Wyatt, you think the Eagles come out of those picks? Oh, my God. Are you kidding Guaranteed me? starters. Isn't, isn't that just – think that's, about that. That's beautiful. Think it, about how scary that is. Outside of the top five, if you haven't really heard of these guys, go look up the tape. It's a quick YouTube search. You will look at a guy like Devontae Wyatt and see his stuff in the combine and be immediately blown away. Like I just watch tape on him, period. Yeah. Just watch, take watch a few minutes game. and look at it, and you yes. will just you'll your eyes will be open to a whole new world outside of the guys who you guarantee know the names, Thibodeau, Hutchinson. Look these guys up. Like, stop and think about it. Jordan Davis could realistically, with his intangibles, be a Hall of Famer one day. So take the time to look that up. At 17, the Los Angeles Chargers select. Here's the thing. This is one of my favorite guys in the draft. Uh, you've talked Trevor a Penning, lot about him. Offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. He's my guy. He came out of nowhere. This guy wasn't even considered probably in the top 50 picks. He came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, the senior bowl comes, and my man's laying guys flat on their backs. And everybody saw it. And you know what the thing is? Everybody has him going to Los Angeles. So there must be some sort of inside news coming out. Everybody I love him. That the Chargers are taking him. Yeah. And and that's and that's a lot to be said because there's 
there's still a lot of good offensive linemen left out there. Right. And and I'll tell you what, I don't think you're reaching when you got a guy like this guy. He's he's pretty dominant. I, I was very impressed with him. No, he's another guy that when you go look at uh, his combine, just he just tore it up. Just absolutely tore it up. And I love him. Everybody's talking about how mean he is. He He's going to be a starter day one. Day one, he will be a starter, and he'll be there for a decade. I, I mean, it's it's just going to be – he's there. He's the guy. Now, the Chargers took offensive linemen last year, too, and were Sean Slater. So, yes. And, well, there you go. Having two offensive linemen, brand-new rookie guys, out of the top of the draft to protect Justin oh, Herbert. Think, Listen to me. Penning has – has a way about him. He does not play like he will not play like a rookie. You think he's already I, at I, that level? I think he's at that level. You know, watching just, what I seen him doing against top level competition, and you're talking about a guy from a really small. That's school. what I was going to say. And, Northern and, Iowa. I mean, I mean, yeah, I was watching him put guys on their back. Oh, I'm guys sure. from Oklahoma, guys from Ohio State. It's it's not even not even close. Love that kid. Love him. If I was Detroit, I would have took him at two. <laughs> I would have took him at two. A team that needs a little bit Shit. of everything. They need so much, I, I don't know. I think this is where you'll see Kenny Pickett go. At 18 I, I the thought New he Orleans. would go higher, but I, I don't think so. If he fell this far, he's going to. The New Orleans Saints finally get their. I would say long-term quarterback because I don't see Jameis Winston being. No, I, I I don't either. I actually think Pickett could probably beat him out. Yeah, I he's mean. the most pro-ready guy in this draft. So if he if he does it, great. If he doesn't, who cares? I mean, they're they're in a rebuild. I I feel sorry for guys like Alvin Kamara, wasting his career on a on a rebuild now after he was already brought in to win a Super Bowl, and he was an ad piece, and then all of a sudden, now this guy's in limbo. Well, I mean, let's be realistic. If this is the direction that the Saints are going in, which I think they have to, I mean, at the end of the day, could they win some games with Jameis Winston? Yeah. Yeah, I think with so. With the kind of dumpster fire situation they have going there, I mean, getting rid of pretty much everybody to try and cut cap to get a chance at Deshaun Watson. Right. Um. They might win some games with Jameis Winston in that offense, but ultimately I think if they are as bad as I think they're going to be come midseason, you're going to see guys like Alvin Kamara get moved. You're going to see right. guys like Michael Thomas get moved. Just because well, there's no point to be paying these guys and have them there when you're going to be in a full three- or four-year rebuild like I think the Saints are going to have to do. Right. I agree. So – the top two QBs are off the board. Kenny Pickett goes at 18 to the New Orleans Saints. And at 19, the Philadelphia Eagles. A familiar face. The Philadelphia Eagles with their third pick in the top 20 are selecting. Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU. Wow. Yeah. So now they got linebacker, they got defensive line, and they got their corner. Correct. Wow. They need, they need to bolster. Here's the thing. They already got one corner who was played lights out last year. Right. They need somebody opposite side of him that can cover. They don't have anybody beside Darius Slick. I mean, you need somebody opposite side of him. 
No, I don't think. I think their secondary was actually their weak spot on their team. There was a lot of people saying that they could possibly go edge rusher here, but I, I don't see that. I mean, you just got Hassan Reddick in there, right? They signed Hassan Reddick. Yeah, you don't need a defensive end. No, yeah. no. So, I, with the I, defensive I think piece, I think that it they makes, took with the it first makes sense picks? to take a corner here. You can never have enough corners in this league. No, Period. I agree. With, with all that. the receivers there are, dominant. You, you you can never have enough corners. Now at twenty, we have the Mitchell Trubisky led Pittsburgh Steelers, and with the twentieth pick, they select Matt Carell, quarterback, Old Miss. Wow! Here we go. I I I just think. I don't know what it is about this guy that everybody's in love with, but for I, I see him going up and down and up and down. I, I just I, I don't know. So I, I mean, don't know. Matt Carell is a guy who I've seen make it out of the second round. And well, I've also seen him go in the top ten. Yeah. So I have I'm, I'm no idea what to make of for this. If Trubisky is not the answer and he struggles. And Mason Rudolph, I, I mean, uh, okay. I, if he's still in camp, I'll be surprised. Let's stop and talk about this. Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky is not the answer. No. Wayne Haskins is not the answer. And no. Mason Rudolph is not the answer. Because if Mason Rudolph was the answer, they would have got rid of Big Ben before now, and he'd be the starter already. Absolutely. He's not right. the, he is not the answer. Dwayne Haskins came in because they didn't even think Mason Rudolph was good to be the backup. So he's obviously not the answer because they brought in Mitchell Trubisky, another bust, (laughs) to be the starter. And guess what? Listen, Mike Tomlin is going to have an open competition, and out of these four guys, I mean, what a one of them are going to be the quarterback. Because let's be real, Mitchell Trubisky couldn't get it done in Chicago. All right. And and although although PJ said he was really good, he didn't get us. Fair shot there. Well, we'll talk about where I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are more in detail in uh, yeah. the next episode. But I think that there's going to be some dark days in Pittsburgh if they don't, I, don't I, make I a do move. I do too. If they, and go they can't find here. somebody that's going to be consistent, they will be in trouble. I mean, hey, if they, if I wouldn't at, surprise me if they finished last in the division. Oh, no, not at it all. Would not if you look at, at their roster right now, with Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback. Juju Smith-Schuster's gone. They have a, essentially a third receiver playing their number one slot. And they have Najee a two Harris. playing one. Yeah. They have a two playing one. It's And you know how that works out? Look look what worked out for Pittsburgh the last two years. Right. When Antonio the, Brown left, they've, they've been utterly disappointed. Now, granted, Pittsburgh will win games just based off of their defense Correct. alone. Correct. Okay? T.J. Watt will win you. A few games by himself. Yeah. Their defense will win a couple of games yes. by themselves. So I, I agree. I agree. But Mitchell Trubisky, Mike Tomlin, I know you're not Listen, listening Tom, to this. Tomlin is knew not this was the coming. answer. He knew it was coming. When it when they when they pushed Detroit and tied Detroit last year, he knew how shitty his team was. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So let's be honest about it. So, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the New England Patriots picking at twenty one. Now, as we know, Bill Belichick just loves to do shit that nobody saw coming. But if, for some odd reason, they hold on to this first-round pick, which they usually don't, 
The New England yeah, Patriots will select Boye Mafa, defensive end, Minnesota. Out of every pick you have read off so far, this is the pick that I think I love the most. I love Boye Mafa. Here, here's the he, I do it's too. the system. He he is explosive off the edge. They need somebody. They got to get that defense. The defense was already good. This is just going to make them better. And if you remember, uh, there's a lot of young guys on that defense, but they they need somebody that's explosive off the edge. You got Judon on one side and nobody on the other. Well, they gotta break it up. They have a pretty big loss with J.C. Jackson going away. I I know that, but I just don't see. You don't see anybody. I I, there. I don't see anybody there that they would be in love with. And the whole thing, you know is, what I mean? If you know how Belichick is, yeah. If there's anybody who could find the talent later on, correct? It's Bill. Now you don't think they would also go with one of the receivers there? I you know I, I was thinking help? I was thinking this was this place Jamison Williams is going to go mm-hmm. just for the uh, basically for the value. I mean, he's yeah. a huge value pick. I just don't their defense. Needs a little more um. Offensively, they weren't bad last no. year. You had a rookie quarterback last year who was the best guy in the class. Well, Mac Jones definitely did more with less, just like his predecessor Correct. did there. Right. I mean, they didn't have that showstopper but they're, guy, they're gonna get, but they they're got to get done. better. They have yeah. solid receivers there. They have two very good tight ends. They're going to be fine. I, I wouldn't – and there's a lot more picks in this draft. I mean, we're just doing the first round. Right. And and I think for the for the pick for the value, this is what they needed. Okay, with the first of two first round picks at number twenty two, the wide receiverless Green Bay Packers select Chris Olave, a wide, wide receiver. receiver, Ohio State. I think they would have took Jameis Williams here, but the injury. I think they. They scared them off a little. This is the best pick for them. This is the the two guys from Ohio State were bar none, the top two receivers in the country, right? And and I think Williams was also, but the injury it's gonna it's gonna make them slide a little bit. So the Packers don't usually go receiver in the first. No, round. they don't. But but you're replacing Devonte Adams. Is they need to give Aaron <laughs> Rodgers a a real. Solid target. Yeah. And that's that's what Olave is. I He's, mean, if you look at that roster today, Valdez Scantling went to the Chiefs. Right. And obviously Devontae Adams is in Vegas. So their number one receivers, Alan Lazard, followed up yeah, by well. the ghost of Randall Cobb. So <laughs> you yeah. have to. You gotta do something have there. To. If the Green Bay Packers do anything besides take wide receiver with this pick. Everybody there needs to lose their fucking job, period. Correct. Correct. You must take a receiver. And I personally think Olave is the guy as well. Olave is the best route runner out of all these guys that are in this draft. Oh, he's pro-ready when it comes to route ready. Absolutely. And that's that's what Aaron Rodgers needs. Correct, because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to want to take time to teach a guy no, how he, to he, do fundamental? He don't have shit. any time for that. No, it is going to be you better go out there and do exactly what I expect <laughs> of you without you even knowing what it is. Correct. And I think Olive more so than the rest of the guys in this draft is the guy to do that. Yes. So at number twenty three, we have the Arizona Cardinals, and they take. <sighs> you know, I've thought about this one, and this I just, is a tough I, one. I, 
They lost Chandler Jones in free agency. Correct. They lost Christian Kirk in free agency. Correct. They I got them kind here. of need line help. Well, here's the thing. They need somebody, a character guy, that that's that's solid. And I think that George Karlafis from Purdue, the edge rusher. Wait, say perfect. his name one more time. I I Karlafsis. George Karloftis. Karloftis. I think he's the guy for them. Here's the thing. You got J.J. Watt there. This kid can learn from the best. Oh, yeah. And, and and I think it'll really bolster their defense. You know, now, obviously, I don't think Karloftis is J.J. Watt caliber. No, no, I'm not saying he is. If you watch the way they both play, they there's both, a lot of right. similarities there. And if you take him... And you utilize J.J. Watt as the natural-born leader that he is. Hopefully he can instill some of himself into this guy. And Correct. you could have a very, very, very solid option when J.J. Watt eventually steps away. Right. Yeah. And I think he'd be effective for you this year as well. Oh, I do too. Throw both I, of them out too. there. Let it let it. Oh, ride. I'm sure they're both going to be out there at right. the same time. And, and what better way to have a guy coach you up? Then I have a guy like J.J. Watt yeah. coach you up. And, I mean, a lot of people think that Arizona's going to go offense. I don't think so. I don't think they I necessarily think need so. to this high in the draft. They, they got yeah. to listen to me. They got three good receivers there. I don't see them taking receiver. Right. I really don't. I think regardless of whatever Arizona does, I think they're going to take a small step back from last year. But I, I do too, but this is – this is one thing. Their defense played good early on to keep these guys in a lot of the games they were playing. Oh, yeah. And they won a lot of games. What did they win? They went 8-0. 8-0 to, to start, start off, off the season. The yeah. 8-0, 9-0. They were played and by then, some injuries. And then all and... of a sudden, uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes down, and then we're like, uh, oh, shit. And, you know, what are you going to do after that? That was it in a nutshell. George Karloftis goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Correct. Now, next up is all of our favorite teams in America's oh, team. The absolute atrocity dumpster fire that is the Dallas Cowboys are picking at number 24. The Cowboys, more so than any other team in the NFL, are getting flack right now because their ownership did nothing to help them in free agency. I don't know if they just assume they have a Super Bowl caliber team, which they don't, as we've seen year after year after year, but... Dak Prescott is still there for the long term. At the end of the day, they still have good receivers, even though they got rid of Amari Cooper. Their defense is pretty fucking solid. Obviously, we know the Cowboys will always let themselves down. And Steven and Jerry Jones are scumbags. But with the 24th pick in the draft, the Cowboys select. Zion Johnson, guard. Boston College. I love it. They they have to do something here. It, here's they were so inconsistent last year on running the football. They have to get better. They have to get better. They have to protect Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean the investment because level if there. You don't give this guy the perfect pocket and at least seven and a half seconds to throw the football. He's inconsistent as shit. <laughs> Okay, because he is Mr. Inconsistent. He is absolute trash, so you better protect him. I agree with offensive line here because if you look at the breakdown of where the Cowboys have made their investments, outside of Demarcus Lawrence, 
Yeah. All of their money is tied up in Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott has already taken a step back. He's already been hurt a few times. Tony Pollard's trying I'll to solidify him. himself there at that spot. <laughs> Pollard's so, out playing him. To protect your investments, you have to take O-line here because you got to protect Dak and you've got to give Zeke and Tony Pollard opportunity. So it's not sexy. It's probably not the pick Cowboys fans want. I know how badly that Dallas fans wanted them to do something in free agency that would really put them over the edge, right? Because the yeah. Cowboys are most likely going to somehow make it into the playoffs again because on paper they should. They'll probably be an 11-win football team because on paper with the roster they have, they should. Like, if you didn't know anything about football and you looked at the Cowboys roster, they're a Super Bowl caliber roster. But they always shit the bed. Build your offensive lineup, give Dak protection, allow the run game to continue to improve, and you might make it out of the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Picking at 25, actually, some news about this team today. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will be in a new stadium in 2026. It was announced today that they are rebuilding their Orchard Park Stadium, and the hopeful completion date will be before the 2026 season. So, Bills Mafia, you'll oh, have a hopefully. new stadium to destroy, cover, Listen, mustard, the, and these guys, These guys, they there's not a lot of teams that, that – Get behind their team like Buffalo. Oh yeah, there's not a lot of you know Cleveland. Buffalo. Shout out to the Bills Mafia. Yeah, they're they're pretty. So, a team that I think has the most complete roster in the NFL already <clears throat> is picking at 25, at and 20- the Bills are selecting Brees Hall, running back, Iowa State. Now, there's been a lot of people throwing back and forth on this pick between Michigan State's Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall's a little bit better. I, think I like he's a little more all around. Right. I like the explosion factor from <clears throat> Kenneth Williams. I do but too. But I think Brees Hall is more well rounded and I think he fits that offense better. And they can't find a guy to to jump out and take this job. No, it, Singletary's not the it, guy. It's he's too small. Zach Moss isn't necessarily Zach Moss like, is not fast enough. He, right. So always looks like he's running in quicksand. I like Brees Hall there, and let's be real. If you go top to bottom on the Bills roster, there's not too much they need. There's oh, really I agree. not. I agree. So he's a great complimentary piece. You let all them running backs duke it out. You cut one of them, and you see what you have going into the season. I love this pick. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo traded out of the first round because, quite frankly, just well, back I, picks. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, that's a perfect pick for them. You're you really running back so. away from winning the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Buffalo yeah. doesn't have very good success with taking running backs. I don't know about that. They've had two of the two very good running backs on their team in the past fifty years. Okay, in the past fifty years. I'm talking OJ. Let's, let's talk since LaShawn McCoy. Orenthal. Left. They haven't had the a Jews real running back since LaShawn McCoy left. No, they haven't had a real running back since Thurman Thomas retired. I don't even know what Thurman Thomas is. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Thurman Thomas played at Oklahoma State in front of Barry Sanders. What even is that? I'm sorry? Anyways, uh, picking at 26, they finished number one in the AFC last year, and I don't think that's going to happen again this year, but the Tennessee Titans select. Tyler Smith, offensive tackle, Tulsa. 
another small school offensive lineman, much like well, Penning. Well, Tulsa's not a real small school, not like Iowa State. Well, but, Northern Iowa. Or Northern no, Iowa, but I, I mean. But what do you like about him? He, he's got that same mentality that Penning has. He's very physical, got a nasty streak to him, and that's nothing but good for Tennessee. They need guys that can fit their culture. Their culture is to be physical and run the football, and that's what this kid is. I think so, too. If you're Tennessee, stack offensive linemen. You need to protect Ryan Tannehill. Oh, absolutely. Because Ryan Tannehill's not that good. Tennessee's offense makes him look that good. When you can hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 30 times a game, guess what? You're going to be effective. So bringing in offensive linemen helps solidify that, give Tannehill a little bit more time, open up some more holes for Derrick Henry, and guess what? I agree. You're going to win 10-11 games just like that without even trying. So moving on, the guaranteed Super Bowl champion. Anyway. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are picking at 27. Okay. They may have lost a few pieces defensively, so I'm interested to see what you think they'll do here. At 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. Jameis Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. Wow. Didn't see that one coming, but love it. Absolutely love it. You understand why? Uh, do I even need to say why? I mean, just. Here's the, here's the thing. If Brady decides to stay in Tampa for another year. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't but. think it's going to happen either. They, they need somebody because this, this, the bottom line is this. Mike Evans is not getting any younger. No. And outside him and. Chris Godwin's locked up long term. God, Godwin's lo- locked up long term now. Here's the thing. Imagine how s- explosive their three wide out sets would be. With a guy like Jamison Williams. I mean, three wide. You could go, you could stretch four wide outs. You have Russell Gage. Well, listen, this kid's better than Russell Gage. I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, listen to me. Listen, he was the top receiver in the country till he got injured. I get it. But in the country, I get it. Russell Gage, though, was playing on a Falcons offense last year that was a fucking absolute trash can. Okay, well, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. I love I, it. I Fuck. feel they're going to take a young receiver. Their receivers ain't getting any younger. Sooner or later, you're going to have to address the pink elephant in the room and that's Mike Evans. Well, not to say Mike Evans is a bad football player, but he's getting a little older and he's not as dominant as he used to be. You don't think they bring in somebody like Phil Ndamukong Sue spot? I, I I don't if they do, they might even re-sign Sue by the time they the might. season starts. So, I wouldn't even go there right now with them cuz I I just don't see that happening. Defensive tackle wise, outside the guys from Georgia, there's a pretty big drop off. There's a big drop off. Well, I'm good with that. The more weapons you give Brady, the more games you're going to win. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it comes I mean, down to. They're, they're going to kill you with offense. Now, I actually saw something that interested me the other day. They had Kenneth Walker going to Tampa. You know, Bay. I thought that too, but you know what? As long as, as Fournette was re Yeah, but Ronald Jones is gone. Remember it that. It doesn't matter because they have Gio Bernard. He's going to be the third down guy. Gio Bernard's and, a corpse. And it doesn't. No, he's a good third down back. He is. I guess. And that's what he'll do. He'll be that change of pace guy for Fournette to get his to get his breather, and that'll be right. it. That's all they're gonna need. I, I don't know why you're you're overthinking this right now. They're not taking Kenneth. They're not taking a running back. You want to know why? 
They don't even know if Brady's going to be there next year. After this, the year after this, he's gone. Yeah, he'll be in a So we already know that. Oh, anyways. Owner, player, slash GM. Whatever. With the 28th pick, the Green Bay Packers select. Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. So you think they're going two wide receivers in the first round? They have to do something. Okay. Burks is the exact opposite of Olave. Oh, Olave, yeah. Olave is that route runner. This guy is, is just the power guy. So they're two different re- kinds of receiver. Well, okay. This immediately, for me, if Green Bay... They say Traylon Burks is the next Debo Samuel. Well, Now imagine fuck. if Aaron Rodgers could come out of this draft with two guys like Olave and Burks. Okay. I was going to say, if that's the case... And maybe this was all part of Green Bay's plan, letting Devontae Adams go. But if that's the case, because right now, if you look at Green Bay's roster today, they don't scare me. You take those two two simple moves with Aaron Rodgers, watch out. They go right back up to being a 13-win football team and probably in the NFC Championship against Tampa instantly. So. I'm not a fan of what Green Bay has done this far, but that can very quickly change with the draft. Those two guys are perfect fits there. I agree. Perfect fits. So another team with back-to-back picks is the Kansas City Chiefs, picking at 29 and 30 after receiving the 29th pick in the Tariq Hill. Actually, it was from the 49ers to the Dolphins. Right. the Dolphins. So they gave up Tariq Hill for this 29th pick and picked back-to-back. So first, let's talk about 29 the Kansas City Chiefs select. Travis Jones, defensive tackle, Connecticut. Okay. He's a giant dude. He's 6'6", 350, 360, big, big dude. They need a solid nose tackle, somebody that can play opposite Chris Jones. All it's going to do is this guy's going to eat up blocks while these other guys just get turned loose. And I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing for them. They need to bolster that defensive line because as of right now, they're the weak spot in their division. I, I think believe so it too. or not. Right now, today, I see Kansas City finishing last in their division. Yeah. Not because Kansas City's terrible, but because the yeah. competition is so fucking good. Now, Kansas City has a lot of young spotlights on that defense already. I think with another year of them developing, it's only going to get better. One thing that I think they need to address is the safety aspect. But I have no problem with this pick. You got a lot of safeties coming up in this right. draft. Lower. Yeah. They don't really need safety as of right now. So they get an incredible run stopper here. I think he's a, he's a block eater. They yeah. need a block eater on right. their defense. So Chris Jones can be the effective. He He's just a nightmare to handle. Right. Nobody can handle And that. I think with him and then you have Nick Bolton. And yes. You have guys like Mike Dana, year. another young guy on that team. They'll be able to get to the quarterback a lot better if you have uh, somebody eating up those blocks for them. So you need a a block eater. I like that. Now, also, they have to replace Tariq Hill. So at pick 30, the Chiefs select Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Wow. He's 6'4, runs like a deer, one of the fastest guys at the combine. And, uh, so hopefully we, he could live up to the expectations that everybody thinks he is. I, I mean, hopefully. Well, a small school guy, but 
we both are in agreement that Juju Smith-Schuster is not a number one receiver in no. this league. No. He's just not. I personally liked the combo of Tariq Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster, but obviously that's not happening. So no. it, this kid, this kid will come in. He's a big target. That's something that that Pat Mahomes has hasn't, hasn't had in the past. His only big target has been Kelsey. Right. But now he's going to have a six foot four guy who can run. Yeah. Smashing down the field. So guess what? It, it's going to be dangerous. This They're is going to be dangerous. This is the thing about the AFC West. Every single one of these teams are one or two players away from being in first or being in last. Like, I personally think it's that competitive of a division now. Yeah. None of these teams have true, true weaknesses. So oh, I agree. You have to hit home runs with your draft picks in order to take that inch or two that you need to win the division versus finishing last in the division. So, I love both those picks for the Chiefs. I think it's a good thing that they get a receiver. And I think you're right. They can probably address replacing they, they, Tyron they can address, later. In they the can time. address the D. You know what? They don't. They got guys to replace him. He was hurt most of the year anyway. That's true. So, you know, it is what it is. You don't know they might bring Matthew back. Under a smaller contract. Who knows? And that happens a lot in the NFL. That's going to happen right after the draft here. You'll see. Right. So picking at number 31, it's your AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the biggest issue for the Bengals at the end of last year was their offensive line, which they addressed pretty strongly in free agency, uh, signing guys like Alex Kappa. Essentially, they went out and signed three immediate starters to their offensive line. Joe Burrow was sacked more than 10 times between the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, so it was definitely their weak spot. They didn't really need much else. So with the 31st pick, what do you think the Bengals will do? Well, Tyler Lindenbaum, Iowa. Tyler Lederbaum. Lederbaum. Linderbaum. 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 I like that name. (laughs) I li- so I like you think name. they're going to go get more off? You got to you got to go with guys with no necks because those are the guys <laughs> that are going to protect you. Guys with no necks are the guys that are going to protect you. And if you don't know what I mean by a no neck, look them up. <laughs> Tyler Litterbaum, give him the Google. Have a neck. <laughs> oh, Terry Ty- Hill definitely doesn't have a neck. Now, you really think they're going to go offensive line again? I do. So that would be I, I do. Four new guys. Really, here's here. the thing: you're bringing in a rookie. With these free agents, okay, the free agent guys, they're lucky they're going to be there a couple of years. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you, and they do it the right way. They draft offensive linemen. Oh, yes. That's Cincinnati, one thing about Cincinnati. They grow their they, guys. They grow their guys from yep. inside. Yep. I like that pick. Just keep realistically Absolute Cincinnati reloading. didn't have Listen, weakness. Bill Belichick's been reloading for 25 years. Yeah. And, and, and somebody's got to know what they're doing there. Realistically, Cincinnati didn't have weaknesses outside of their offensive line. Period. If yeah. Burrow doesn't get sacked, God knows how many times in the Super Bowl, it might go different. So I agree. I think that Cincinnati needs to just honestly take as many offensive linemen as you can and just I deal agree. the ones that you don't like. I, I agree. I totally agree. So to finish off this glorious mock draft, it's only fitting. With the 32nd pick 
in the 2022 draft via the Rams for Matthew Stafford. The Detroit Football Lions. Yep. Select? N'Kobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia. Okay. Real quick, before I let you talk about this guy, because I know you love him, and I know you love the Lions taking him here. I think this would be the steal of the draft for the Lions. To, if to get N'Kobe Dean at 32 is is huge. Incredible value. I, I thought this guy was going to go at least in the top 10. Why do you think he's at slid? least in the top ten? Just because he's got the instinct. Yeah, but why do you think he slid? Why? I think because the teams would need. Yeah, teams would need wide receiver and offensive line and edge rusher have dominated this draft. A hundred percent. You know, your first three picks were defensive linemen. Now keep this in mind: the Lions did re-sign. Linebacker Jared oh, Davis Christ. the other day. Listen to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're thinking about this stuff. I, I personally, I'm going to tell you like this. The only thing I like about that signing, it's a one-year deal. And I'm going to give him this much. Brad Holmes, he knows what the hell he's doing. He's bringing these guys in for a year. If they make it, great. If they don't, see ya. That's what needs to happen. The thing with Jared especially Davis, on a rebuild, he needs de- he has no depth at all. Jared well, Davis. here they, he they can lost stop the Maben. run. Jared Reese may have been yeah, signed somewhere else. Essentially, I think Jared Davis you got replaced high school Anzalone. Yeah. You need a young, fresh face in here to to lead this defense with some familiarity. You got a guy who's familiar with how it goes in Detroit. You you need it. You gotta have this in there. You gotta have that that it factor, and Dean has it. Dean is a very. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Lions getting him at 32, getting Kobe Dean at 32, is the value pick of the draft. I was sitting here if it plays out that way. Figure out. I I don't think he's gonna be there. I I don't don't either. God, think he's gonna be there in my draft. Because I was addressing needs for these other right. teams. I don't think he's going to be there. So the Lions would come out of this with Trayvon Walker at two <laughs> and in Kobe Dean at 32. Dean. And let me tell you something. You're taking two guys off the Georgia defense, the the, <laughs> the number one team in the country, right? the number one defense in the country. Yep. I don't have a problem with that. Nope. The Detroit Lions' biggest fault is their defense. It is not their offense. It's not Jared Goff. It's not what everybody thinks it is. The defense was atrocious. They were last in the NFL against the run. They were last in the NFL fucking everything defense Against yeah. the run. Yeah. They gave up more yards than any other team did this year against the run. Okay. Real quick, I know we're only doing a first-round yes. knock. That's it. The Lions pick again at 34. Do you have any idea of what you would like with that pick? The 34th pick? Yeah. The, Carson Strong, show. Carson Strong, quarterback, Nevada. Now, do you think that's realistic, then? Well, I'm, I'm not going to shit you. If Detroit does not take Malik Willis at to you, God, please don't. And they will take a quarterback in this draft. I think it's going to be Carson Strong because Carson Strong has thrown for more yards than all these other guys put together here in this draft. Right. He's throwing for more yards than Pickett, more yards than Willis, more yards than all these other guys. He has more experience. 
He's a four-year starter, has more experience than the rest of these guys. So realistically. Is he not jumping off the charts? Of course he's not. Nobody even knows who he is. Yeah. I mean, if you know, the bottom, listen, you know? look at the top five quarterbacks. He's not in it. No. But guess what? He's 6'5". He can throw the football. He can make all the throws. That's what you need. Well, yeah. I would not mind that at all. So, obviously, we're Detroit-based. That's what based, I so think they're going to do. That, if they go defense, defense with those first two picks, you got to turn around. You got to address the big monkey in the room. And it's either, you know, it's whoever they fell in love with. Whoever Dan Campbell wants and, and Brad Holmes wants, that's what they're going to go for. And I, I don't have an issue with them taking a quarterback at 34. I really don't. No, neither do I. I, I don't have an issue. I mean, if I they could get him at come 60. Out of this with a if they could get him yeah. out of, at 66, I would say, Jesus, I love it. But I don't think he's going to be there. No, I don't. He'll be gone before. Only that. because of what you guys said, and you're right, is Jared Goff is, has one more Jared chance. Jared Goff is not the answer. No, he's not the he's answer. He's not. So you need, you need to bring in. on. If they win, if they won 10 games this year, would you say keep Jared Goff here? Yes, or send I, him back yeah, I'd resign him. You what? I'd resign him. Ugh. No, let's stop. You need a younger guy. You need He's, one. Jared Goff is not that old. Two. I get that. Jared Goff took a LA Rams team that wasn't as good as the team that won this year to the Super Bowl. At that one is point. true. Okay. Let's be realistic here. Do I think they're going to win ten games this year? No. No. Do I think Jared Goff is the answer? No. But somehow. If Jared Goff goes out there and somehow wills this team to a 10-win year and gets them into the playoffs, let's, let's you say, lock let's, him let's the fuck get, up. All right, before we say uh, 10 games, let, let's say they win nine games. Let's say they win nine games. Do they make the playoffs or no? They're on the outside looking in because no, I, they don't I, don't, make the playoffs? I don't think it's going to happen. They don't make the Even playoffs? Even with nine wins, I don't think they'll make the if playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. You think he should be gone? Mm-hmm. Okay. If they win eight games and make the playoffs... Listen to me. If they win to me, and I'm not going to bullshit you, they win six games this year, and that defense approves to the point where, you know what, the defense wins them a couple of games this year, I'm all in. I'm all in. I would say hang on to him. It all depends on what he does this year. Are they going to start out 0-7, 0-8 again? If that happens, then he he needs to go. I agree. He needs to go. I agree. They start out 0-5, 0-4, 0-3. He needs to go. Okay. I I agree with you. Depa- debating on how it plays out. And if don't get me wrong. Fault, then don't yeah. get me wrong. I think they should bring in somebody else to create that competition. I think they should I, get I somebody else in there. Listen, get no him guy the over system. here should have a ready-made job. Agree. Because you know what? We did that for 12 years here, and it obviously didn't do shit for us. But I credit where credit's due. Am, am I wrong on that or no? There was no competition for Matthew Stafford. Okay, but I think it I mean, hurt you're, Matthew. I think it hurt him. I don't think it did. By him not having day, competition. I think him getting paid as much as he did hurt Listen him. to me. All of that is not too comfortable. At the end of the day, this is the National Football League. You perform, there's no competition. Period. Right. Look what the Packers tried to do. Oh, let's bring in Jordan Love. Oh, yeah, we're going to have... Well, you know what? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about MVP. You're talking about guy who's won playoff games, who's won a Super Bowl. I get it. That's a different animal. I get it. At the end of the day, if it comes down to brass tacks, 
There's a lot of other issues here outside of Matthew Stafford. Was no. I a big Stafford guy? No. Except for you used to walk into Kroger yelling his name every time. Do I think he was the answer? No. Kroger? Do I think Jared Goff is the answer? No. But I think Goff is slept on in a way. He was. This was his first year here last year. It's a new system. It was a clusterfuck. It was a new head coach. It was everything else. Again, I don't think it's going to be a one-year jump for the Lions. But at the same time, if Goff comes in and he gets, he wins like the I game. Said, sure as hell the way be they exciting. ended last year, if they could continue that momentum they had at the end of the year coming into this year, they could surprise a lot of people. Absolutely. I really think that. The running game is solid. They got a good young receiver here. They they got targets here. It's not like he doesn't have nothing to work with. And let's, I, I don't agree with that because the offensive line is the strength of this team. Well, will be when they're all playing at one time, not when you're missing two or three of them. Let's be real here. Yes. At the end of the day, the Detroit Lions' Achilles heel has always been what? Their ability to draft talent. Well, I, I don't – listen, they've drafted talent here. I Hold I would on. never say that. It, they've drafted talent here in the years, well, Yeah, no. over the years. Yeah, because I've been okay. around a little longer than you guys have. Okay, we're I'm not talking – listen to me. We're not talking about the 80s, okay? Okay, I'm not talking we're about We're talking about, about now. Yeah. Yes. The Lions have way more whiffs than they do wins, period. Well, this is the thing. When you're playing on a team that constantly loses – no, no, no! And, I'm not and even. And you're talking. not. You're not able to sustain. Listen, a a legitimate. I'm not talking about just at their time here. Okay. Okay. Jared Davis, whiff. Jeff Okuda, whiff. Nick Fairley, whiff. Uh, fucking who's the running back that broke his fucking neck? Javid Best, whiff. Ugh. Like stop and think well, about I, I all mean, of the first his, it was round concussions. whiffs. Whatever the fuck but it is. It is. It is what it is. Listen. You got to develop these uh, guys. Hold on. And now you, you have a guy hold on, actually. Tease Tabor. Okay. It's not even about developing them because they go somewhere else and they're just as ineffective. Why do you think Jared Davis is back here? At the end of the day, if they go into this draft and try and get too fucking frisky, they I don't need, like They it. need to trust their board. They need to trust. I, I think Brad Holmes yes. did a great yeah. job drafting last I year. I think so, too. That's my opinion. Let's hope he doesn't get I too mean, big for his britches and go out there I, and I don't try think, and fucking I don't see that hero. happening with him. I mean, he's doing it the right way. He's proved the it way time he's and supposed time to do it. What did he do? He bolstered up the defensive line last year. He bolstered up the offensive line. He's, he's doing it the right way. You got to build it from the, from the line up. The offensive and defensive line need to be addressed, and they need to be done. That needs to be solid before you can start bringing weapons. The two areas have to be solid. If they're not, I don't care who you are, you're not going to win. I would agree. Both sides of the ball need to be covered. I agree. And and I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. At two, if they decide to take Evan Neal, I wouldn't hate it. Neither would I. I would not hate it. I wouldn't say a word. There's few things they could realistically do it to that I'd hate. I wouldn't care if they took Evan Neal. I wouldn't care if they took Icky and Guanu. I wouldn't care if they took uh, who's the defensive tackle from uh, Georgia? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I would love that. Thibodeau. One, personally. Don't care. Yeah. The only thing I don't want them to do is take Kyle Hamilton. Do not take Kyle Hamilton. And realistically, there's, don't take there's, Sauce. Gump. There's no. I'm going to tell you like this. There is no Ed Reed in this class. No. 
Ed Reed is a a once-in-a-generation player. Troy Palomalu, once-in-a-generation player. Ronnie Lott, once-in-a-generation player. Charles Woodson, once-in-a-generation. You don't have that in this draft. That was a phenomenal mock draft. I um, hope so. I, think- I, I I hope. Listen, I, I was trying to pick it where I thought these teams had need, and that's all I was trying to do. Yeah, and I think I think you. I, I mean, I that think perfectly. I think I covered pretty much what the team's needs were. Now I know? think this, just like most of these other mock drafts, God fucking knows. Like at the end of the I, day, I, like listen. None of this will probably come out. Yeah, like is. who knows? It but is what it is. Place. We don't know what the teams are doing. Like I said, you you don't know. You don't you don't know what basically. I mean, everybody thinks Aiden Hutchinson is going first. That might not happen. We don't know. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. Join us again on Friday morning. We will be coming out with our episode with our pre-draft power rankings. We're going to take all 32 teams, break it down, and let you know where we think they stand before the NFL draft. Make sure to follow us on our socials where we will be posting the mock draft that Uncle Sam went over with you guys today on Instagram and Twitter at Tipped Balls, on TikTok at Tipped Balls Podcast. Make sure you are following us wherever you listen, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, to get notifications about when our new episodes come out. We will be doing this again before the draft and update you a little bit on where we think guys are going to go as stuff breaks. Make sure to join us again because we have a great episode coming for you Friday. Thanks a lot. Hey, be there. Or be square. Am I perfect? Perfect.